Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Brought to you by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Connect with Sharon now at 781-837-4900 and online at bostonconnect.com. Now, here's Sharon McNamara. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Michael Damon from Damon and Associates. We are here today to give you a new topic. I'm very excited about that. Not that accounting and numbers doesn't excite me, but you know how it goes. <laughs> it, is sexy. it is sexy. I know. We don't. I get excited about numbers. Yeah, I, I love numbers. I bet you do. Yeah, not me so much. I don't know, but if you just recognize <laughs> that voice, of course, that is Alyssa McNamara Reed, um, who's doing a little bit of a flow over from. McNamara on money. We have Tim manning the phones. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. I think I saw like a genuine smile like when we were coming on. Like, yay, I love that Sharon's here now. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Of course. No, he loved you. What I mean, you seriously. About? I'm second in place, but he was he was more excited when you started. Yeah. Um, so anyways, this is a talk real estate show, of course, and we had a lot of callers last week. If you have any questions regarding real estate taxes, and Mike is going to talk about a bunch of that stuff, you can call us at 781-837-4900. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How is everyone? Oh, my gosh. It's great. Um, we're going to talk to Alyssa in a second about some stuff that Alyssa and I have going on real quick, just an upcoming event. Sorry you can't come. but um, <laughs> I'm going to come and drag. I'm going to sneak in. But you can send all the women that you know to yeah. so take notes. That's yeah, okay. exactly. I mean, I'm sure you probably know a lot of women that could yeah, use well, it. Well, yeah, uh, Jen in my office saw it, and I think she liked it. And oh, good. Out, so. Perfect. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much. Yep. I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys do a really good job with the social media stuff, too. We, so. Yeah, Donna and Jen do that together, and we try to do three blocks last week between yep. um, Facebook and LinkedIn. And, yeah, and Constant Contact. And, and Constant Contact, we do the monthly. We have a yeah. newsletter there, and then I've been writing my personal blogs, if you will. And yeah. I, 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 just, hey, I lost 17 pounds. You, did, you look fantastic. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Just eat less. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's a magical thing. <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> who, who knew? You yeah, to just know. Eat. <laughs> the less you put in there. But Mike, what is our topic going to be today? So we got a couple topics. Uh, one is um, basically uh, home improvements that may be deductible for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. And the other one, um, which came out of your office a request was to talk about like-kind exchanges yeah yeah, I've done something hmm. on that before, but I don't know much about it. So that's real. To, to, <laughs> completely, this is going to be your show. We need it's, a new CPA. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mike we need someone who knows what like. <laughs> attorneys deal with it a lot too, right? The attorneys, because they act mm. as the intermediary yeah. in the transaction. Um, and but there is but there are some guidelines we can talk about and you know the basics of it. Yeah, what we can have try you. to figure it out because every transaction is different. Yep, and like every tax return is different. Yep. You I know, know I remember something to do with sheep. That's all I remember from the class I took. Yeah. I was like, sheep, I'm never going to have sheep. But <laughs> you never know now that I love Vermont. So we have Alyssa McNamara-Reed with us again. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Thank you for letting me flow over for yeah. a few minutes. No, I think it's great. Why don't you tell everybody what we have going on? Uh, well, Sharon and I have joined forces, as you may have heard us talk about in the past. Um, and we're doing a series of events geared towards women. And, uh, we're called Financially Secure Women. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we are a group of female professionals and we have knowledge that we would like to share with you and we would like to empower you to become more financially secure Mm -hmm. Um, even if you have significant assets even if you feel like you're on track for retirement even if you feel like um, you know your home is paid off etc etc there might you still might be able to learn something yeah so um, our, our event this coming 
well, it's I'm sorry, it's in a week and a half. It's on Wednesday, February 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at 6.30 p.m. In, at the 6.15 Raw Bar in Pembroke. It's um, an estate planning. Our topic is estate planning. The will to plan, leaving a legacy, not a burden. Mm-hmm. Sharon is our brilliant marketing mind, so she came up with that mm-hmm. topic for us. Um, and our featured speaker is Caitlin Robinson, who's a partner at um, an attorney. She's an attorney, and she's a partner at a firm in Hingham. I believe it's... Hutchinson, Hutchins, Barsamian, Mandelcorn, and Robinson. Yeah, I don't know how her, you na- her name that. is on the the yeah. the. Her name is there, so we yeah. know she's a partner. But anyway, she's, <laughs> we know she's not lying to we, us, right? We she's she's fantastic. She's articulate. She's knowledgeable, and she's very approachable, which mm-hmm. is one of the things we liked about her. So she has prepared. Um, not not a presentation. We're going to kind of play a game. Yeah. It's going to be fun. There's going to be some, you know, it's going to be interactive and fun and not boring. I think estate planning can get a little bit boring just because of the dry nature of the of the topics, mm-hmm. wills and trusts and healthcare proxies. It can get a little mm-hmm. bit dry, Power of attorneys, but it's all that. very very important mm-hmm. stuff, and you need to know what these things are and why you might need them if you don't already have them. And all, and by the way, the importance of updating your documents and the mm-hmm. importance of reviewing your beneficiaries and and all these things so it can get a little bit dry but we're going to kind of make it fun and interactive we're going to play a little game and of mm-hmm. course have a glass of wine and, and, and that'll make it fun yeah, we're going to so. have wine and appetizers right yeah, I think we're going to have a pizza and salad bar I think I, that sounds right yeah yep. I think that that's what we're going to have I'm going to be the moderator because I bring a little spark into the room can you, you do imagine bring- that Mike <laughs> <laughs> Sharon does not bring a spark I, she does I, I have a different spark I she's the serious get, one I tend to get a little serious when I'm in my zone in, yeah. my, in my professional zone and Caitlin can be the same she's an attorney She's very smart, but she gets in the zone and she can be very serious. So, so Sharon is kind of a nice contrast to us because she can get a little silly. And because I look forward to yeah. getting out of the zone because I feel like I'm in the zone more often than I'm out of the zone. But Mike, you must in your practice. I mean, you're dealing with obviously you do all my accounting and all of that. You know, you must run into situations where potentially maybe a spouse passes away suddenly or there's a divorce situation. I mean, do you feel that you have women that are coming to you that are just like, I don't know what I have to do next? Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. My practice. You know, I've been doing this since '86 on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would probably say 40% of my business clients are women. Really? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, women have started their own businesses successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they bring a different perspective to it. And um, they've done very, very well over the years. Mm-hmm. And we, we've had women have have gone through divorces, yeah. you know, dividing up the assets. And, you know, sometimes you'll see, you know, the opposing attorney try to take advantage of a situation yeah. and we get mm-hmm. called in and say, no, 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 that's a tax-free asset. That's a taxable asset. We have to even that up, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very important to, you know, as, um, you know, uh, the McNamara's on their show, um, you know, hire a professional, talk to somebody, mm-hmm. um, because it's always good advice. Yeah, and I love the fact that he brought up, you know, women owning businesses, too, yeah. because that is a big portion of what we're doing, and we're going to do mm-hmm. one of our whole segments at some point this year in 2015. We'll probably hit upon that, you know, women who do have their own businesses, because there is a lot to do. You know, I mean, you do all my stuff. You right. know how it can be scary and difficult. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on. You know, it's funny. A lot of people say, hey, I, I bought QuickBooks. Everything should be easy. <laughs> QuickBooks does not make people accountants. Right, They right. don't know tax law. I just right. had uh, a gentleman come into my office and he had hired somebody, a non-CPA, to do their tax return. Uh, and then he did it last year. And they, there was like five mistakes throughout the returns that because they did not know the law. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not know what right form to use. Mm-hmm. And, and we find that a lot. You know, people come in and say, oh, you know, I got this big refund last year. I said, well, if we do your return, we have to go back and amend because you weren't yeah. deserving of that refund. And one of the things, too, is, I mean, the, the thing that we're having 
having or the event that we're having is it is women empowering women. So, you know, it is, and we think that that just makes it a little bit more comfortable for women who might yeah. want to ask questions and they don't want to feel as if maybe, oh, I feel a little silly that I don't know the answer to this. But I mean, between myself, Alyssa, Caitlin, Bernadette Faulkner, who's an insurance um, person, uh, mm-hmm. you know, between even just the two of us sitting at this table, we know a lot of experienced people in the industry like you. Like mm-hmm. if a woman mm-hmm. came to me, I would say, I mean, because we do not have a woman CPA. It's something right. that we're missing on our panel. Yeah. Uh, can't seem to find one for mm-hmm. some reason that we trust with our clients and our you know sphere mm-hmm. of influence. Then yes, then we would refer our clients to right. you because I know that you're you know, soft and sensitive, Mike. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, but I'll really now, now I know, Mike. Wicked, wicked smart on the other side of it too. But you know, that is the thing: is that if they feel comfortable with us, I think that they would certainly feel comfortable with the referrals we give them. Yeah. Um, so it is a free event. Yep. Again, it's February fourth. FinanciallySecureWomen.com. You can go on there and RSVP. Uh, we're saying bring a friend, bring a table of friends. You can reserve a table. Yep. Um, what else? We saw a lot of mother-daughter um, situations. We I had, think that was awesome. I did too. Getting because to get this knowledge early on in life is just just invaluable if Mm -hmm. you can learn this stuff when you're 20s and 30s it's ama- it's just amazing. Yeah. You'll be, be so much better off. Because we mm-hmm. had a mother who had a 20-ish year old, mm-hmm. like in college, but we also had mothers with adult children and gr- who have grandchildren. So that was a good combo. And then we actually had a lot of um, senior husbands that were sort of yep. contacting us, calling us on the radio and saying, I really want my wife to do this, but she isn't single. Well, you don't have to be single. It's just financially secure women. Right. You know, There's a lot of men that kind of men stereotypically would handle the finances in the mm-hmm. relationship. Not not always anymore, but right. still oftentimes. And mm-hmm. we actually had a, a longtime listener of the show call in and say, you know, I want my wife to come to this because if I'm not here tomorrow, I want her to know what, what to do, mm-hmm. where to turn, what to do with the money, what to do with the house, all that stuff. So no, of course you don't have to be single to come to this event. You do have to be a woman because we're mm-hmm. kind of, that's just the, what, what we decided to do, but mm-hmm. um, but no, certainly you don't have to be single. Just come and learn a few things, even if you don't handle this in your everyday life. You might mm-hmm. learn a thing or two. So yeah. check out financiallysecurewomen.com to RSVP, and we'll see yeah. you in a week and a half. Yeah, and we'll have some great handouts. Yep. And uh, Alyssa and I will be here next Wednesday with Rob Hackle and Lisa, right. and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Great. Thanks, Alyssa. All right. Thank you. Have, have a great fun show, sledding. you guys. Thank you. The Bye girls Kirk. are all excited. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Card. Postcard Hill. Yeah. Is that where oh, you're my going? My backyard. No, yeah. we're going in backyard. My kids are five. Three and two, so we don't need a huge show. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) All right, have a good day. So again, that was Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and we were just discussing the event we have coming up uh, next, uh, in two Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday, February 4th, called Financially Secure Women. You can go on to financiallysecurewomen.com and RSVP for yourself, your friends, your family, whoever uh, you'd like to come. So I think it's a good idea, don't you? I think it's a great idea. Um, You know, because... You know, typically women do outlive men. Mm-hmm. And I do deal with quite a few um, elderly women. Mm-hmm. You know, I have three clients that are 93. Wow. I have some in their 80s. And, uh, you know, the husband has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them are very, very strong women, mm-hmm. you know, and they deal with their own finances. And a lot of them had dealt with their finances for a number of years. They had mm-hmm. their own accounts. They had their own investments. Yeah. Um, so they are knowledgeable, mm-hmm. you know. And then you get to a point where they say, if if a spouse does pass away, you know, we'll talk about, hey, is, 
do your kids, are they aware of what's going on? Do they know where your documents are? Mm-hmm. Do they know who, you, who your professionals are? And if they say no, do you think now would be a good time? Mm-hmm. You know, give it some time, not immediate. And uh, they said, they'll say, usually say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes they'll bring in a brother or sister if they don't have children. Yep. You know, somebody, a younger sibling, um, if something happens to them. So we have those durable powers of attorney. Mm-hmm. We may put them on a bank account so they can pay bills if, yeah. if they have to go into a hospital or, you know, extended uh, care nursing for mm-hmm. some broken hip. Yep. You know, to make sure like the Medicaid rent planning and all that type of stuff too, right? Oh, that's a you know, a big thing nowadays yeah. is, you know, trying to protect assets from Medicaid planning. Yeah. You know, for Medicaid uh, if they had to go into a nursing home. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you know my fan- finances. Pro- I mean, you could probably tell me more about me than I probably know about me. And, you know, I'm very fortunate because in my business I have traveled a path of a lot of very, very smart people, men and women alike. And you're included in that bunch. And, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, the fact that I event originally saw you at a real um, at a real estate event yeah, or it was at, at past the, pass, yeah. the DR's mm-hmm. sure. um, you know uh, DR meeting that we had and I just feel like I feel like I'm in a place now I'm going to be 47 this year and I just feel like I feel like I have a lot of things in order you know um, because of people like you and I think that one thing that with this event that we're going to do you have to consider is you know, when I originally did my will, my kids were two and three. Casey mm-hmm. and Mackenzie are soon to be 19 and Casey's 20. Things change. They do change. And yeah. if something was to happen to you and Mark, you know, at that at 19 and 20, do you want them to have your assets? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's a big thing. Full con- it is. It's a very large thing, yeah. you know. So yeah. you, you always have to consider those. With, and uh, all the little things. I mean, the person that we had sort of as our executor and taking mm-hmm. care of all our stuff, I mean, he's, you know, I have no problem saying it was my brother-in-law. And, of course, Michael, I mean, he's very smart. And, mm-hmm. you know, he feels as if, or we both feel as if maybe we should, you know, re- reverse that role to somebody else because he's getting older right. and we're getting older and all that so and I'll tell you it's a tough decision to choose that person and um, I you know you don't want to put your burden on somebody else who right. already has a young family but you know that's what family's for I guess right you know, good, good. So um, again, and I know that you do a lot of the stuff. So as I was saying, I mean, yes, this event is for women, but because we know a lot of great men that we know the women will feel secure with, right. those are the people we're referring them right, to. Right. So yeah, like Bill Connolly and, yeah. Ma- and like Michael and all the rest. You exactly, know? exactly. So, so what do we have for today? Again, this is a talk real estate show. Uh, you are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Michael Damon of Damon and Associates, and it is seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero. Tim is in the house waiting for your calls. If you have anything to ask us about any type of tax question, because I know that tax season's coming. Maybe. It's here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is here. Oh, it yeah. started this week. Uh, first two weeks of January were quiet, and then we get slammed, which yeah, is great. I don't see any we bags under your way. eyes yet. Oh, they're there. <laughs> they're um, there. Guess what? I'm done with my stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I could file tomorrow if you needed me to, but uh, Mr. McNamara. Mr. McNamara, we know, has been a little bit slower this I'm year. I'm so proud of he, myself. He's still recovering. He's still recovering. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he has to go on a diet now. He's so uh, healthy. There you go. Yeah. So okay. look how happy I am about that. that you, that's yeah. great. So you can talk. I know we said maybe something about 1031, but... Yeah. Let's talk about we're gonna, your tech We're going to talk about aging of America and mm. Americans. Um, That's fun. You know, right now uh, in this country, we've got about 320 million people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they're estimating that the number of Americans that are going to be over the age of 65, 65 and above, at 71.5 million in mm-hmm. the year 2030. 
not that far away, 16 yeah. years. Wow. Okay, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're seeing this transition of American older Americans. It makes up about 12% of the population now. It's going to go up to about 20% of the population. Um, and the fastest growing part of uh, the age groups, the the decades, if you will, yeah. uh, is 85 and above. Really? Yeah. yeah huh. It's the fastest growing. I mean, I, again, I told you about three clients that I have that are in their 90s. I have a number that are in their late 80s and, and that people are living longer. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the things I think Mike had, and I had talked about uh, on when I was on one of his shows one time. And, um, you know, life life insurance now, we used to used to endow at age 100. Now yeah. it's at 120. Really? Yeah, because they predict one in three people born today will live to 100. Wow. I'm so, I mean, I hate to be so... Like, I don't know, how, I don't know <clears throat> how healthy they're going to be. Yeah, but I don't really want to do that. Yeah. That's a long time. If I'm healthy, yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, you know. I mean, what are the chances? I mean, I don't want to just be sitting around. No, <laughs> you know, <laughs> selling real estate from the wheelchair. I know. Please, that, that's your job. I'm giving that job to you. That yeah, at a certain age, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. But even myself, you know, I've talked about. Uh, it's funny. My youngest son, he he does. You know, he's applying to college. Doesn't know what he wants to do. But he goes, Dad. So when are you going to retire? I'm 56 now. Yeah. And uh, and I said, you know, Sean, I'll probably work till I'm 70. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see myself, you know, saying at age 65 I'm going to stop working. Mm-hmm. I see myself, you know, maybe less number of days, yeah. maybe three days a week, something like that during that mm-hmm. time period. But I still see myself doing something. Yeah. You know. Well, that's funny because I asked Mark that question not too long ago, too. Like, I want, like, well, what age do you see you retiring? I mean, Mark recently got his real estate license, which is great. Oh, he did. He did. Very yeah. Good. And um, I asked him to do that just for, you know, sort of more operations reasons that sure. we need. You know, we need, he'll have to get his broker's license and a couple other things so he can help me with the books and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be licensed in order to do that role. Um, but he's a huge help. He's going to be helping me with an open house tomorrow. He, right. Yeah, because I end it one with one, and then I start one at one. So he's going to go over, open up, it, open it up, and all that. So, what are some of the things? And I thought that this was yeah. a great topic, by the way. I think it's fantastic because a lot of people are at that age where they're thinking about renovations and things they have to do. Um, you know what? Before we get into that, why yep. don't we take a quick break? That'd be great. And then when we come back, we're going to get really into this. Are you thinking about selling your home or buying a new one? Are you a first-time home buyer or perhaps just right-sizing? Do you have a buyer's agent? Do you know if you really even need one? What is home staging? Will it really help me sell my home faster? Do I have to have a home inspection? How much home insurance do I need for my new home? How do I handle my estate sale? What are home sale contingencies? Have you heard that you have to put 20% down to buy a new home? Did you know that that wasn't true? Are you worried about environmental issues? What is radon, lead paint, and mold? Is there a difference between a foreclosed property or a short sale? Do you need to have a Title V inspection to sell your home? What do you do if your system fails? Are these questions you have, but you don't know who to ask? Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Call my office for a one-on-one consultation with me or one of the many dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so we can talk real estate. It's easy to connect with some of the South Shore's most experienced real estate agents. Go to bostonconnect.com, bostonconnect.com, or call 781-826-7300. The next time you see a football field on TV, a wide shot where you can see the whole field and everyone looks tiny, remember that the clean team professionally cleans as much carpet and upholstery in one year to cover that field 20 times over. That's a lot of cleaning. And the clean team does all of their cleaning around the South Shore and the Cape. 
The Clean Team has been in business for over 30 years, and aside from having a great reputation, they've earned plenty of certifications in the cleaning and restoration of fabrics. I'm Jennifer, co-owner of The Clean Team. My husband, Matt, and I have spent many years tackling every type of residential and commercial cleaning job you could possibly think of. It's not just carpets and upholstery. We clean oriental rugs, leather, tile, stone, as well as grout cleaning and sealing. We want to help you make your home clean and inviting. So the next time you watch two football teams make a big mess, think of The Clean Team, covering the South Shore for over 30 years. Online at thecleanteam.net. 50% more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Michael Damon of Damon & Associates. And we are here to tell you um, some financial stuff that he's going to talk about. Of course, Mike Damon, why don't you tell, I mean, your CPA. Do, I forget because I know you. So tell everybody where you are located and all yeah, that good stuff. Uh, we're in Pembroke, right? Kind of on the Marshfield line, right mm-hmm. off of Exit 12 in Corporate Park in Pembroke, right across from Tomasi Nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, very community. I was in Marshfield for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a South Shore guy. I grew up in Situ lived in Marshfield and now in Pembroke uh, been a homeowner there for a number of years and uh, we have both a CPA firm and a, a financial advisory firm mm-hmm. uh, as well mm-hmm. part of Point Wealth Management as yep. well as Damon and Associates so we, we, we do a lot in fact we just hired a uh, certified financial planner in our office as well as a CPA mm-hmm. and uh, his name is Kevin Williams so he's going to be uh, he's joining us uh, effective three weeks ago mm-hmm. so looking forward to that addition to, to add on awesome. to the financial planning field so yeah all kinds of stuff going on over there so that's exciting stuff. Um, so today we're talking about home improvements that you have to make for medical reasons and what are deductible and what are not, right? Right. So let's so, get into it. So, you know, a lot of times, uh, again, we, we have people that are disabled and it's not just older people. Mm-hmm. You know, a third of all people that are disabled are under age 64, mm-hmm. okay, 64 and under. So uh, it can be any ages. So we're talking about... Uh, home improvements, you know, conversions to your home mm-hmm. that may qualify as a medical deduction. Okay. okay. I thought of a couple, I, and I, I pulled up a couple websites, but sure. I don't know. Um, so the ones I have questions about. So why don't you give us some examples? Yep. Well, before we get into the examples, just, um, uh, you know, a little bit talking about the medical deduction. Let's just set the parameter there. Okay. Um, last year, they did raise the threshold. It used to be to take a deduction for medical. You have to itemize your deductions, first of all. Okay. Okay. Uh, then you have to exceed a threshold, which used to be 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. Okay. Now it is 10% of your adjusted gross income. Those that are 65 and older have a three-year kind of window to keep it at 7.5, but in, that ends in 2016. So um, I'm going to just talk about the exceeding 10%. It's just kind of easier, but there may be a lower threreshold. Can I just so, say that I'm so impressed that you can even, you just remember <laughs> any of these things. Go ahead. I prep for your radio show. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll forget it in about five minutes <laughs> after right, we perfect. end. So, um, so, you know, it is a high threshold, but I, a lot of times, and again, especially people who may be retired, um, you know, their income can be lower. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't want my income to be lower when I retire. But yeah, <laughs> but but it usually is lower, or some of it's you know could be tax free. Mm-hmm. Um, so and hopefully our expenses are too. Right. But let's just say you know even in their retirement years, let's say somebody was had a hundred thousand dollars of income coming in. So 
they would have to exceed $10,000 of medical. Well, if you are retired, you're probably paying, you know, your Medicare A that comes out of your Social Security. You have a supplemental. You have supplemental prescriptions. You have your co-pays part of that. So you're right there alone for one person. You're up to about $6,000 a year. Okay. Okay. So if it's two, you're over that 10000 probably already. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting into, okay, now we're talking about, let's say one of them may be in a wheelchair. Yep. Okay. There may be uh, a ramp that they need to be built to get yeah. into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, countertops yeah. maybe have to be lowered. Sto- yeah. you, know, uh, you know, things, accommodations there. Uh, doorways may have to be widened, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for people to get through comfortably. Uh, there could be a chairlift or yeah. even an I've elevator. Seen I've, seen an, oh, yeah. I've seen that, chairlifts. I've seen that. One of my clients had to have one. Yep, and I think we're going to see more and more of those types mm-hmm. of things. So these are the types of expenditures we're talking about. Now, uh, and, and again, you just can't do it and put it on your tax return and say that's deductible. It yeah. should be recommended by a doctor. Okay. There should be a statement from a physician saying that, you know, for this person, um, for their accommodations, they need this. They mm-hmm. can't really live otherwise, or they would have to move into another type yeah. of uh, living facility. Um, and also what they have to do is they have to then have the house appraised. Okay. okay. Now, if it's something like just adding on a ramp or something, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But if they're doing substantial improvements to the house, the house should be reappraised. Okay. Okay. And so in in almost... Do those things, do you think that those things add value to the house? Probably not. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, right. I would think that some it may be a little more difficult, right. actually. Yes. Let me give you an example, though. We I had a case, and this goes back years ago. Um, I had a family in town who had... Um, uh, some children who had respiratory disease. They had uh, cystic fibrosis. Okay, yeah. And so they had to, you know, hardwood floors, um, mm-hmm. all sorts of a con- special uh, furnace, uh, HEPA filters, the oh, whole yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you know. We see, we hear about that a lot more. Back then, you didn't hear about it. It was very, very costly. So we had to do an appraisal beforehand. Mm-hmm. We did an appraisal afterwards. And the difference, there was an increase in value in the home yep. because of the hardwoods. The hardwood and, and stuff. Right? I can see that type okay. of stuff. Um, but it wasn't as much as what they spent. Yeah. Okay. So then we took that ex- excess of medical. We had it all documented and IRS accepted it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because some of the things I'm also thinking about, I mean, that are expensive is if, I mean, if you have to have a handicap accessible bathroom, I mean, sometimes it's as simple as adding a, you know, a handle or right. something like that in the shower. But, you know, I know like when we were doing, uh, I've, I've been the listing agent on a 55 plus development and, you know, the, these are the thoughts that we put into it. I mean, we see it a lot now, but like changing out all the handles in a house, Mike, is not cheap. Right, right. You know, so now you have handles rather than doorknobs. Right. In the bathrooms, you have step-in showers with a little ledge rather than hopping over a tub. Mm-hmm. Lower toilets, you know, so there are a lot, right. like that type of stuff can be expensive. It can right. add up. You're right. And you're already seeing that in the over 55s. They're already yep. building those units to accommodate that. Yep. You know, there's seats built into the showers yep. you know, for, for somebody to sit down. I have one in mine too, just in y- case. Y- so do we. <laughs> so do we. You know, but my mother now, she lives in a very older assisted living facility, not assisted living, but, you know, over 55 facility, and none of that, none of it was handicapped accessible, you know, so Mm -hmm. she has a a shower chair that she bought and has it in her tub, you know, uh, for that, but nowadays you're seeing a lot more that they're built in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that those people are thinking ahead. I mean, now the handles are a little, you know, more appealing anyways to everybody, but Mm -hmm. not to, um, back then it certainly wasn't. Some of the, what are some of the other things that you think of that people are doing for Um, renovations? Again, it could be, um, you know, we talked about constructing ramps, what have you, widening the doorways um, uh, and hallways, that type of thing. Um, It may be 
they got to get rid of the carpeting because a wheelchair may roll yeah. easier, that type of thing. So maybe a conversion to a... I mean, um, you might have to take down some walls to get in between houses. Yeah, I'm exactly. thinking of another client, actually. I went into the house and the dad had passed away and they didn't even have time to, like, finish up the door. They had to take a whole, like, sort of a section of a wall out. Right, right. Yeah. An expensive one, again, we talked about modifying, like, a cabinet. Yeah, lower, That would be expensive. I think so. That would be very, very expensive just to, to do that. Um, uh, electrical outlets, even. Mm-hmm. You know, something is, you say, why would they have to, you know, but they can't reach them. It's hard. Yep. They're too low. They get them up higher. Well, the other thing I was thinking about, and this is the one that I, I thought of on my own, it could be on a website somewhere too, is, you know, people who are on oxygen and things like that, especially in New England, when we lose electricity, whenever, you're never sure. Mm-hmm. So you might have to get a generator that's, right. that's all taking, you know what I mean? So would yep. that type of stuff yeah, be considered? Yeah, that would qualify as well. If, if it said for the safety of that person, you get a physician to say that, safety, they, we were, you know, it's recommended that they have a uh, backup generator in their house mm-hmm. for, for whether it be oxygen or they can't get cold or what have you, would be a, you know, a danger to them. Yeah. You know, think back, uh, what was it, two years ago when we had that major, you know, mm-hmm. storm. I had to go get my mother, okay, down in the city, older, again, older <gasps> facility, no yep. generator. She is sitting in her chair freezing. Oh. I couldn't get a hold of her telephone-wise. Yeah. And, you know, she's got her coat on, her bathrobe oh. on, the whole thing. You know, we brought her up the house because we never lost power. Yeah. You know, so, um, but, but yeah, you run into those things. Yeah. We did lose power and we had our generator. So, right. I mean, that's, I mean, we've always had one. Uh, so that's why immediately I had thought about that aspect of it. The other thing too, I did see on a website but didn't read into it too much was a swimming pool if you need it for therapeutic reasons. Like what about like, you know, people who have MS or something like that? Right. Is that stretching it a bit? I mean, come on. You know, it could be. Again, <clears throat> you know, in you could get a membership to the Y, right? You could get a membership to the Y. But you know, because but the Y has a lot of public you know, health yeah. issues possibly, a lot of people, a lot of germs, Slip you know. Slip inside in the bathrooms yeah, and stuff that yeah. you might so, want to be concerned with. You know, again, I, I think it would be, you know, getting a doctor to write about that. You, know, you don't necessarily need the physician's note, but mm-hmm. it, that's a tougher, a swimming pool would be a little bit tougher challenge. Yeah. You know what I'm seeing a lot of, Mike, right now is um, uh, literally last weekend, two people want to do the same thing. And then I got a phone call this week for the same exact thing is um, mom, in, uh, mom sells her house and then they're buying, they're selling, you know, then they're selling their house, their four bedroom colonial, and then they're building another house and they're doing an in-law situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the situations I have is not because of medical reasons, but I do see a lot of this generational living together, you know, the co, you know, how do you say that word? Co- cohabitation. Co- cohabitation. <laughs> Why was I having right. a hard time with that? Um, you know, seeing that together, I mean, I mean, that's sort of a stretch yeah. too, but can you imagine like your mom is in a facility like that? Yeah. You had to leave. Now, as you're getting older and your mom is getting older at the same pace, right? Yeah, it's getting harder. Yeah. It's For, getting harder. You have to leave your yeah. family. Yep. To in you, I know that your wife she had broken her leg a lot. You yep, know what I mean. So yep. you have to leave her behind right. to go get your mom. Exactly. I mean, so yeah, maybe you would have to do an in law around your house to right. make it easier for you. So would that be a write off for you or any way? Well, again, if you you built a facility again, the appraisals and do it, yep. it could be, it could be. You yeah. know, because yeah. she would probably then become a dependent of mine. Yeah. Because I'm providing housing to her. Yeah. So as long as they're a dependent. Huh. You can have your your parents as a dependent? Sure. Oh, then I should have my dad provide, move in. My you, dad and mom. I'll have there two. Go. There you go. All set. <laughs> two more. So is as Casey, mom's still working for you? Yes, mom is still working okay. for me. Do you, do you pay her? Uh, I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have to provide more than half her support, so. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't really well, pay her me. in so many ways. I mean, you know. <laughs> Does mom need a raise? <laughs> yeah. I know. I hope mom's not listening right now. Yeah, actually. So and I have my sister who does some stuff on the side for me yeah. too. So I, you know, I ha- you have to, you know, take care of your family. Oh, yeah. I need those things done. I can't do it all. My, my youngest, um, Sean, is my uh, office cleaner. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's on the payroll. That's awesome. You know, and Ryan did it the year before that. Uh-huh. So. Does he want to come clean my office too? He could have a job he's, at Boston He does Boston a good Connect. job. Does he? Does yeah, a good job. He could awesome. walk over to your office. I was, yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. he could. Yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, I'll have to keep him in mind. So, what are some of the other things that people have to consider when they're doing this? Again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Michael Damon, CPA, uh, Damon and Associates over in Pembroke. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. Tim is manning the phones and awaiting your phone calls. Uh, any questions that you have in regard to taxes? I mean, that time is here. Mm-hmm. So, if you have some questions to ask Mike about anything, doesn't even have to be related to real estate if it if you don't want it to be. Um, but potentially mm. it could be. Yeah. I, I just think because of the size of the deduction, we could be talking about documentation, okay. everything, document, 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 whether it be from the physician, mm-hmm. whether it, you know, as I said, appraisal before and after, mm-hmm. okay, um, just to document this deduction. Okay. So, you know, and again, it's what's going to, uh, the deduction is going to be equal to the excess that your house did not increase in value. And it may not increase in value any one bit. Yeah. You know, it may not be the type of thing you say, yeah, it's great that, you know, it's a, it, it, it fits a disabled person, but it's a $350,000 house before it's a $350,000 house after. Great. Okay. Yeah. Then you, all of the improvements, if qualifying, you know, um, would I think be a that, medical deduction. <clears throat> well, and I also think that that would prove your point even more. It's like, I had to do all these things. I had to spend all right. that money, but I didn't gain any equity right. doing it, right. you know? So I think that that, and that's the thing is, I think from a standpoint of marketability, you almost put yourself in a different demographic of who's really going to want this house after, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Because let's face it, I think everybody's eventually going to sell their house, right. Right. you know? So if you have, like, that's the thing with the in-laws. I tell people, you know, you're, you're building these in-laws, but be careful how you do it and design it because right. at some point you might not need it. Right. You right. know, these big, huge things. Right. Well, it's like, you know, we thought about that when we built our new house 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we had a three-bedroom cape. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking about expanding on, and it's tough to add on to a three-bedroom cape and make yep. it look good. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the resale value. I said, I'd rather build a colonial that's fit, designed to be a four-bedroom than try to manipulate yep. a three-bedroom into a four-bedroom. Yep. And with my three-bedroom cape, we kept it a three-bedroom cape and changed it a little bit and did our additions and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy with the choice we made, though. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. that now that the girls are, you know, it's a, it seems like a very big house again. Like, well, that's the thing, you know. Now we're we're thinking about downsizing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right sizing. We call right, it right sizing. Right sizing. Yes, right, it's not a downer. Right sizing. It's the next phase I'm in your life. I'm looking for a nice one level ranch. You know, everything on one floor. I don't yep. want no basement. I don't Me want. Too. I want laundry. Everything on one floor. No up. No down. Nobody can fall. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? that's. I yeah. know. Well, oh, you yeah. have to worry about yeah, that, right? With everything, you know. Yeah, that's what I would like too. You know, yeah. I would love that one like rambling yeah. ranch yeah. type thing. But everything nowadays, even you know the condos, everything's two stories. Yep. You know, and it would be nice to see if some facilities that are more designed for. You know. Do you know why though that that the reason is that we don't see a lot of those ranches? Do you know it's probably more expensive to build a rambling ranch than it is a colonial? Oh, because sure. if you think about foundation, there's yep. more foundation, yep. there's more roof. Yep. You know what I mean? So there's a lot more involved in right. doing that. That's why we don't. It's not very cost effective, I would say, for you know, for builders to right. do that. 
that. Right. But you could build your own. Yeah, build my own. Find a lot of land somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so that's about it for the medical. And uh, Can I know. ask one sure. other question? Sure. Because um, this is about real estate, and this does have to deal with um, taxes. So um, last year, 2014, um, I sold, you know, I think I sold uh, well forty like over forty houses last year myself, and then the office did very well as too. But what I do in January is I send everybody a copy of their HUD, and I say, you know, give it to your accountant. Mm-hmm. What what are you looking for when you're looking at people's HUDs? Well, again, that's one of those documents you, you should always keep. Can you explain what it is, too? Okay, a HUD is basically also called a settlement statement. Mm-hmm. And basically, it has it's a two-sided uh, sheet uh, that has the buyer's information and the seller's information on the day of the closing. Mm-hmm. So um, it has the purchase price of the house, any commissions or closing costs, any payoffs of any liens or mortgages. Mm-hmm. And it shows what the, the buyer had received when they sold the house and what the payer had to come up with to mm-hmm. buy the house. Yep. Okay, so that's basically so what. So, what is. taxes, like for what tax purposes would people need this? Because I'm not exactly yeah. sure. Primarily, the reason we would need it, because sometimes there's some real estate taxes that are interim taxes okay. that we may deduct okay. or reduce a deduction. Okay. Because the seller might have paid it, but then gets a credit back. Yes, that okay. happens a so lot. So, it goes both ways. Okay. Okay. Um, there may be points on there that for so whatever reason did not get onto the mortgage statement from the bank. We're seeing less of that. The banks are pretty good picking up the points, but once in a while, we still see that. Okay. Okay. All right. So that could be something on the settlement sheet. But we use that also later on when they sell the property. Oh, okay. Okay. Why? So if they um, sell the property, you know, usually it's not a taxable situation if it's their primary residence. Okay. Okay. So that if they have, if they're single, $250,000 of gain is tax-free, mm-hmm. 500000 for married filing jointly. So we don't see a lot of gains on uh, primary residences. Yeah. So, can you explain that again to people? I know we're sort of going off topic of what you want to talk okay. about. So, sure. that's the, what is that called? Capital gains Capital situation. Gains, right, yeah. Right. So, you know, one of the things that is happening a lot too is we were just talking about you, right-sizing, right? So, I see a lot of that. I mean, a lot of my clients from last year were right-sizing, <coughs> mm-hmm. selling the four-bedroom colonial and then purchasing sort of a smaller house or a condo or something like that. Snowbirds doing a little bit of both. And that is a common question that people will ask me all the time. And in my slide, and it says, Capital gains, see your accountant or your right. CPA or right. someone like that. So explain it again a little bit slower because okay. I know you know it at the back of your right. head. So for people who are listening, if you are married and you sell your four bedroom colonial, this is what happens. Right. So it's what you paid for it. So mm-hmm. let's say somebody paid 20 years ago, $300,000 okay. mm-hmm. and today it is worth $750,000. Well, the first thing we're going to do is say, okay, so what did you do to this house that you made improvements to this home? Mm-hmm. You might have done an addition. You might have put hardwoods into it, mm-hmm. you know, new roof, new furnace, what have you. Well, those items add on to what we call cost basis mm-hmm. of the home. Okay. So that 300000 may become 400000 in cost basis. Okay. Okay. From that, we're going to look at the selling price, okay, and $750,000. Yep. Okay, less the commissions and what have you. Yeah. And so, but let's say, forget about those, we have a $350,000 gain. Okay. If they're married, they get to exclude that whole gain, not taxable. Okay. If it was a single person, they have $100,000 of taxable income okay. as a, at a capital gain rate. You know, that's so interesting because I know I've talked about this in the past and why is today like the first time that I truly got it? Because I thought it was just if you sold your house, let's just say you owed 200 on your house, 
and then you got 750 now you're over like whatever the amount of money you're getting after your tax after you've paid off your mortgage but it's not that at all mortgage does not affect cost basis huh. whether you owe money on your house or not has nothing to do because some people may pay off their mortgage mm-hmm. and then borrow money for kids for college yeah you know for a business what have you so the debt has no relationship to huh. gain or loss. All right, that's really good. Yeah, yeah so um, I'm actually going to be having you in my office soon just to talk to agents about yeah, you know, looking forward to that. that tax deductions. Yeah. Can you make that part of it as well? Because I think I that can, that's sure. a really good learning yeah. exercise have them for bring, them. Put together questions that they want to ask. Okay, Tell perfect. them to be prepared and because uh, that makes it fun. Yeah, more interactive. Yeah. Not that your topic is dry. <clears throat> sorry. I, I'm sorry. Like I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I have you, and yeah. that's why I love you, and that's you Come know. Come on, that's, taxes are fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, not to me, but um, no, taxes are fine. I mean, you do a great job, and I obviously I trust yeah. you wholeheartedly because I just do whatever you tell me to do. Generally speaking, <laughs> generally speaking, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, well, we have to go to a break in a couple of minutes, so when we come back, uh, we can talk about. Um, well, one of the things, real quick, too. Yeah, I'm sorry sure. not to interrupt, but in regard to the capital gain, one of the things that you were saying, and I think is important. I think it's very important. So as soon as you buy your house, you should definitely, if you do the addition, save the receipts. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Save the receipts. Yeah. I'm going to have yep. to do some digging. Yep. We're cleaning out some files. So I'm going to mm-hmm. keep all of the things that we've done. Right. And that way, because you'll need all that yep. to go forward to and figure out capital gains. you get nothing from Mark's labor. Nothing from Mark's labor. Right. I know. Uh, other than, you know, a <laughs> <I> headache. <Yeah. laughs> so, all right. Well, Tim, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about exchanges. Like on exchanges. Perfect. We'll be right back. Imperial Inspection Services, complete home inspection services, radon testing, featuring on-site results with electronic testing, lead paint inspection, Title V inspection, pest inspection, including FHA and VA. Call seven days a week, 1-800-440-1141, or visit them on the web at imperialinspectionservices.com. With 28 years' experience in two convenient locations, Braintree and Cape Cod, except credit cards for all services rendered. Imperial Inspection Services. 1-800-440-1141-1-800-440-1141. more talk real estate absolutely free. Talk real estate with Sharon McNamara. Now, one hour, every Saturday morning on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara along with Michael Damon from Damon and Associates, my CPA, who he's the numbers guy. He makes it fun and exciting a little bit. But uh, no, actually, I'm really intrigued today. There are times when I'm like, eh, I don't even know that I'm understanding what he's saying, but he knows what he's talking about. And hopefully our listeners do. If you have a question, 781-837-4900. I'm sure a bunch of you are out there shoveling the snow and enjoying our first snow. How's it looking out there, Mike? You get the view, yeah, not me. It looks like it's trying to switch back to rain right now. Oh, it's does yeah so if you didn't get that shoveled you better get out there soon because it's heavy i bet right yeah and, and you're saying i'm great with numbers just so you know cpa means can't possibly add <laughs> yeah. we, we, you know we yeah. don't deal with numbers as much the computers crunch all the numbers yeah. nowadays and so you know in the, in the old days you know i would be using a 10 key calculator all oh, yeah, day yeah. long i barely touch one nowadays really every, yeah because you know everything is either in a um, like a QuickBooks Quicken program, yeah. or uh, you know the different accounting programs out there, or Excel. We drop it into Excel and we 
drag, drop and drag the whole column. Yeah. Boom, it's all added up. You know, I got to tell you, because earlier you said when we had Alyssa here, we were talking about financially secure women. Again, you can go to financiallysecurewomen.com, February 4th. But you were talking about how everybody, you know, you get QuickBooks and you suddenly think you're a CPA. Mm. Well, you know me. I'm like afraid <laughs> of that type of stuff. But I have to tell you, I have like a professional woman who's on, she's sort of on the 128 belt who logs mm. into my computer and gets all yep. my stuff. She was so impressed with how organized and everything I was this year. So you're going to love my books Great. this year. But I have to, it's so interesting to do reports and like I can mm-hmm. pull certain things out and put certain things in and to really see it. I mean, from a business owner point of view, it's it's enlightening. Did you do a budget for this year for the business? No, I didn't. Set goals? Uh, I Well, I have like goals for what I want yeah. for the company, but yeah. like, yeah, I should do some okay. expense stuff. I'm just like trying yeah. to, you know, keep it simple this yeah. if year. If you're trying different marketing programs, what have you, we, we put together a budget. Mark and I put together a budget. Not your yep. Mark, my Mark. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we, we put together a budget for the year. And we do have a big change because we brought on the financial planner this year. Yep. So it's a big change for us. And um, so, we're you know, we're looking at the, the revenue growth that we're going to have on both yep. sides of the table. And so we're just planning for that. And we mm-hmm. said, we look at it on a monthly basis. How did we do this month? Yep. Okay. Did we make our revenue goals? Did we exceed our expense goals? You know, yeah. that type of thing. So and that's what I'm focusing on is my expense yep. things. Well, I had I had the move. I had two moves last year in my right. in my office. Yeah, so I had to move, and I had a lot of stuff that was sort of part of that. So I have to talk to mm. you about that because I moved upstairs for an office, so I had to do all the electrical to do that. Sure. And then we moved from that whole office into a double space. So we had two moves. So we had a lot of expenses mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. 781-837-4900. I am here with CPA uh, Michael Damon from Damon Associates located conveniently right off of exit 12 in Pembroke on the South Shore. So um, if you have any questions for him regarding taxes or any of that good stuff. I know he's going to, he's in his busy season right now. Um, earlier we talked about, you know, things you can do for renovations. Yep, medical and deduction. So the next thing, because I know we're running a little bit tight on time, but we're going to talk about like-kind exchanges, mm-hmm. okay? Now, a like-kind exchange is the ability to exchange properties. And and if you have gains built into these properties, now these are properties that are either held for investment mm-hmm. or for business. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with personal property, not to do with your personal residence. Okay. This is business property. Okay. okay. So let's say you own a rental home, okay, mm-hmm. and you paid you know two hundred thousand dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Let's say a hundred thousand got allocated to land. You depreciated the other hundred thousand, so your cost basis is a hundred thousand dollars, and that property could be worth six hundred thousand today. You bought it mm-hmm. thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. It's fully depreciated. So you say, well, geez, I want this other property, but if I sell this, okay, now I do have a taxable capital gain. Everything we talked about excluding gain is gone. This is business property. So I could have a $500,000 gain here. Mm -hmm. But why do I want to pay taxes if there's a way that I can take that $600,000 of value, exchange it for another property, Mm -hmm. and avoid taxes potentially. And okay. do, is there a time frame when you have to do that? There is a time frame. There is a time frame. So there I can't certain... just say like, oh, I'm going to do right. that in five years. Right. And and one of the things is people say, well, how do I find another person that wants my property? You mm-hmm. know, to, and, and I want their property. Well, you don't need, that's very rare in exchanges that you, you know, you have two people that want to exchange property. Oh yeah. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And okay, what you I do is you have a three-way exchange. You have one person that wants to buy. Mm-hmm. You have in the middle, the person, the I call them the B person that wants to exchange, and then you have the C person that wants to sell. Yep. Okay. okay. So it's the B person that this works for. Okay. Okay. Because they're selling on one side yep. to the buyer, Yep. and they're buying from the seller on the other side. Okay. Yep. Okay. The C person. Mm-hmm. So what they have to do is they have to use something called a qualified intermediary. 
Okay. Usually an attorney. Okay. Yep. And there are firms that do this. Okay. If you look up like kind of exchange in the internet, you'll find all the firms that uh, yeah. do this. And um, they and you have to use because you can't take possession of the money. Mm-hmm. It has to go through an intermediary. They they basically swap the properties for you and then give you the new property. Oh, I see. So it's really never coming to you. It's so right. it doesn't it doesn't look like you ever right. got that money. Right. You so can't. Right. They're you can't, holding it yeah, almost like an escrow type. Right. Thing? You can't go to a closing. The lawyer hands you a check and then five days later go buy the other property. I see. That's not a that's not a like kind of exchange. Even though you think, hey, well, I swapped it. No, no, yeah. no. You didn't follow the rules. Oh. And you want to talk to these people. I'm not an expert on like kind of exchanges. I know enough to make myself dangerous. Yeah. But. You know, like we talk about, hire a professional. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and there is a fee. You know, they're going to get paid for that. Um, yeah, of it's course. more than a typical closing because they're really handling two transactions. Yeah. For you. I mean, they're really, yeah, they could, yeah, two at least. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to find an attorney then that does that. I mean, that would be a good show when I'm not here for you yep. and another attorney yep. to talk yep. about. Yep. Yep. Even yep. if I am here, I'd sit and let you guys do the show because <laughs> right. that's interesting to yeah. me. Yeah. I, th- I think that would be a great one for, for people who are, you know, dealing with investment property. It could be, uh, you know, a business that owns some real estate, they're upsizing. Yeah. Or another another piece of property, another building, that type of thing. So I wonder if you could do things like, you know, sell your business, let, and then can you then get in to buy another business with a partner? You know, again. See, that's where yeah, the attorney all, comes every, in. Everything is different. Every deal is different. Yeah. You have to look at every deal. Yeah, because if you did that and then you bought something like, right. let's say, with your daughter or your son. Right. You know what I mean? Then yeah. it would transfer over to them and at, when you died. Mm-hmm. You know, does that still right. come? Yeah, there's and a there lot were, of good questions There were questions special for that. rules for property back back in the early 80s, Ronald Reagan, when I first started in the business, okay? Yeah. Well, back then, real estate, you could depreciate, believe it or not, 15 years, hmm. okay, when he first came into office. 1981 was the big tax law change. You know, everything was you could write off. You could go buy a 60000 what was a $60,000 Mercedes back then, write it off in three years. Huh. Can't do that fun stuff anymore. Yeah. Okay, okay. those were the fun years, okay? <laughs> yeah. Nobody paid taxes. Okay, a big smile on your face too. <laughs> oh, it was. Well, I remember the eighties. Yeah, we get excited about tax law changes. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. So, um, but but back then, when you wrote it off that quick, there are special rules for older property. So mm-hmm. I won't even go into that. But uh, there's yeah. something to do with farms. I, I, I like I said earlier. Yeah. I remember something with like sheep or something yeah. like that. You can you cattle. Can, yeah, cattle. Like yeah. right, you can yeah. sell the cattle. Yeah, and you exchange it. it, it like kind of, doesn't have to be. We're not talking just real estate here. Think about vehicles. When you trade in a vehicle, okay, mm-hmm. that even though it's personal, that's yeah. almost like that's like a like kind of exchange. You know, you bring it to the dealership. Yeah, he's effectively buying your trade in. Yeah, okay, and you're getting the new one. And think about what do you save on? You save on sales tax when you do that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Huh, okay. That's interesting. Now, th- but there may be a time when you don't want to do a like kind exchange, and that hmm. would be possibly if you have a loss on that property, because hmm. you don't get the loss if you do a like kind exchange. So if you have a property that you're upside down on, not mortgage wise but tax wise, mm-hmm. you don't want to do the like kind exchange. So you talk about these things, and uh, my and you say to hire a professional, hire a professional, and of course we have a talk real estate you know show here, and let, like let's face it, we we're professionals. Mm-hmm. But you know when you're talking, like my head is spinning a little bit about if you think about all the things you need to know about selling your properties, right. about the taxes, and for people who are trying to sell their house on their own, and it's I mean it, there's so much to consider. There's people come in and say, oh, I have an easy tax return. I said, stop right there. Yeah. There is no such thing, thing anymore. As any, I don't care if it's your kid's tax return because it could be the kitty tax, you know, yep. and, and that, you know, opens up a whole different uh, line of questioning, yep. you know. Um, so uh, there are no easy returns. No easy In fact, returns. Ryan, my middle one who does the YouTubing, and yeah, yeah. he's up to $2,000 a month. Really? Doing videos on YouTube. You're kidding. No. 
What is he doing on the video? Well, he, it's a game called Minecraft. Yeah. And they put, he cre- tells people how to teach his kids how to play it. His audience is 8 to 14 year olds. Yeah. He knows his audience. Yeah. And he makes it fun and entertaining. He does different voices, what have you. Well, they put ads in front of his videos. Huh. And he gets the revenue, part of the revenue from How that. does that happen? Uh, oh, he'll have to talk he, to oh, me. Oh, he hooked up with a company. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was in a big fight with Sony last year on really? uh, on a parody that he did. Has 3 million views, the parody they did. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to talk to him. He's yeah, so gonna have to do some marketing. So I gotta do a tax Connect. return for him this year. Oh my yeah, goodness! Schedule, he's got to file Schedule C as a business person. Wow! Like you, yeah, yeah, just like yeah. me. I yeah. know. Um, there was something. Else. Oh, <clears throat> you know, if we ha- well, we do have a couple times because remember earlier you were talking about like, um, you know, CPA stands for what? Can't possibly add. Can't possibly add. Do you want me to tell you an accountant joke? I'm sure you. I, I'd love to it. hear accountant okay. jokes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. I don't know why I felt like the need to do this. All right, so an accountant is hiring a new accountant for his firm, and he has three people that he's interviewing. Do you know this? I one? know this joke. Okay, well, listeners may not. Go ahead, okay. no, tell it. Yeah. Okay. Great so joke. the um, so the first person, the the attorney says, okay, bring in the first person, and he sits down. He has the person sit down, and he says, hey, tell me what one plus one is. The guy looks at him, and he's like, this has cannot be real. He's like two, and he's like, thank you very much. Please send in the next candidate. Woman comes in and he's she. The CPA says, "Can you tell me what one plus one is?" And he said, "Yep, sure, it's two. That's what she says." And he's like, "Thank you very much. Please bring in the next candidate." Guy walks in and the CPA says, "Can you please tell me what one plus one is?" Guy stands up. He looks around. Goes over to the shades. He shuts all the shades. He sits back down. He goes, "What do you want it to be?" <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Isn't that funny? So That's true. a good one. It's a very good one. Yeah. I, I tell that joke all the time. Yeah, he's like, you're hired. Yeah. yeah and see? before I forget, I am <laughs> I'm going to Pembroke High School. Okay. And I think next week also. Okay. Uh in Mrs. Gates two accounting classes. Yeah. I am talking to them about accounting careers, business careers. Perfect. And I think later on she's having back to do an uh, her entrepreneurship class. Awesome. So, you know, because not enough kids are going in, there's a shortage of accountants out there. Really? The um yeah, I think the unemployment rate for accountants is like 2.9%. So you might be working well past 70. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, you know, that's important with business people. And something you should consider for one of your topics is for uh, business owners, women, is succession planning. Yeah. It's the biggest thing that people do not consider is how am I going to, wh- who's going to take over my business? Yeah. Because w- the, um, who was it? Um, Michael Gerber. Yeah. What's his book? And he, the, what's the purpose of a business? To okay. sell it. Yeah. The purpose of a business is to sell it, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, and that could be to a family member. Yeah. It may not be selling to a, or to an outside party, but is just to plan that transition because you went through all this work, you built up all this value, yeah. but then you get so old, what do you do with it? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it could be a health reason, mm-hmm. you know, um, in fact, Mark and I, we just did some buyout insurance, some life insurance for ourselves just in case, but it's yep. also a cash value policy to build up value to help our buyout later on down the road. Hmm. Yeah. Really good. See, these yeah. are all the things. I mean, you do Great a lot. Stuff. Do you sit down with people and and talk about them about business planning? Because oh, I have to yeah, tell you, it was one time. of the most frightening things yep. I ever did. Yep. Um, I think that I made a lot of mistakes four years ago when I first started. I, I possibly used some people that I wish that I had done differently. Mm. Um, and, and I wish I I had known you then because I don't think I knew you then, right? Four years ago when I first started. Yeah. So I wish I had done that because I feel as if, you know, it was a, it was a huge learning curve to open up a, a real estate office or to open any business in the state of Massachusetts. Right. You know, right. I got that bill for five hundred dollars from the state, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, I get my ta- I get personal tax um, bill in the mail. 
Do you get yeah, that? Excise tax, sure. Yeah, on no, your the equipment. Per- on your equipment yeah, and everything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, why do you care if I have a desk? Right. You know? And what do you care if it's paid for? <laughs> you just heard the doorbell. That just gives me a quick opportunity to tell you a little bit about real estate. Uh, we are having a lot of open houses tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be a big day for open houses because the following weekend I heard there's a football game. I'm not sure who's playing. I'm a little deflated about it. <laughs> I'm so funny. Oh, Sharon. <laughs> Seriously, I just cracked myself up. But yeah, I get deflated about uh, doing open houses during Super Bowl because we can't do any. So um, anyways, open houses. Nobody will show up. No one's showing up, but we have the day off. I'm not deflated about that, that's for sure. So um, open houses, uh, southshoreopenhouses.com, and you can find all the open houses. Or, of course, just go to bostonconnect.com. You'll find all the open houses this weekend. If you can't get into any of those open houses you find and you'd like a private one-on-one showing, of course, you want a buyer's agent on your side, then feel free to give me a call. 781-294-4848 is my cell phone, so you can text me, or 781-826-7300. couple minutes left, Mike. What do you want to end with for your last two minutes here? Um, well, we're in tax season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anybody's out there considering hiring an accountant, yes. want somebody that just doesn't, you know, uh, we're not just a tax prepare firm. We do get into, you know, uh, financial issues with people, whether you have a small business succession planning, um, you know, what should you be doing with that business? How do you grow that business? You know, mm-hmm. what do you want this business to do for you? You know, yeah. um, you know, and we do it for our own businesses. You do it for yours. I do it for mine. Yeah. You know, um, I love that you did that for mine. Like yeah. you give me this, you yeah. know, booklet of stuff of stuff, you know, yeah. for yeah. what to consider next year for right. taxes and you know, quarterlies and all yeah. that. And like on QuickBooks, we gave you a different way to look at your business because we yep. now made you kind of a yeah. broker instead of looking at the bottom line we moved you up above and say okay now what's my true profit with this business yeah. you know we look at it a different perspective yep. so say, i'm now an agent for boston connect right. real estate exactly mm-hmm. which and is how i feel anyways right, i don't know why right. they put you're me an in employee charge. and that's how we do our business as well you become mm-hmm. an employee and then you look at the bottom line yeah so all right and then how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you well again we're on the internet under damonassociates.com mm-hmm. and then uh 781 924 5684. My direct line is extension 201. Can you give that number one more time for people? Sure. 781-924-5684, extension 201. And I'm going to be putting a blog together. Mike said during the break he would help me do all that. So you can go to bostonconnect.com. I will have Michael Damon's information there for you. At a click of a button, you'll be able to get in touch with him at bostonconnect.com. And if you have any questions for him, he is here. I got to tell you, I, I think he's the best of the best. So Mike, thanks for taking care of all my finances. As always, it was fun. (laughs) See you in a while. Bye-bye.